Hey, my name is Ayo, and this is Chillology, a podcast where I talk about how we think about God in a way that is meant to create a safe place for questions and a hopeful space for growth. Today I'll be talking about the Bible, why we read it, and how we read it. Let's dive in. In the intro, I made a claim that you're a theologian, and I'd agree that everyone is. Theology is the study of God, or another way to put it, theology is how or what we think about God. If you think God is alive and actively present in your life, that's a part of your theology. If you think God doesn't exist, that's also your theology. So you have some idea of how you think the universe works and whether or not a being like God exists, so you have a theology. You, my friend, are a theologian. Now, I didn't always know this or think like this. I had time to learn and figure this stuff out. When I became a Christian, I was only 16 years old, and I did everything I could to read as much of the Bible as possible. Immediately, I started to realize that I didn't understand a lot of the stories. Sometimes there were weird words I had never heard of. Other times, I was just freaked out by what I read. Then there were things I heard other Christian people say, so I assumed it must be in the Bible because it's a huge book. Eventually, I caught on to the Christian words and phrases, but I started to spend less and less time reading the Bible for myself. Fast forward a few years later, and I started to feel like I had more questions about God than ever. I found myself frustrated and tired of not being able to actually understand what I believed in. That's not the struggle we all face, but I think we can each resonate with the idea that it can be easy to coast through church services and conversations about God without really having to read the Bible. Luckily, my best friend David Lopez comes from a house where they literally have a library of books explaining various topics of the Bible. As we spoke together more and more, read more books together, and actually read the Bible together, I realized something. That these resources have always been at my disposal. I could go on the internet and find these books. I could go to a library to find these books. A Christian bookstore would have these books. You name it. But the defining factor was having somebody else to do that with. David and I just wanted to know the truth, and that meant we had to let go of our pride, our old ideas, and go into this with open minds. Here's why that's important. You cannot understand the Bible by reading it in a vacuum. You need practical understanding and application, which comes from learning the cultural context the Bible was written in, and learning about the literary styles and genres of the different books in the Bible. Now, people haven't always had the same level of access to knowledge like we do in today's society. So not everyone always had the ability to learn about the biblical scriptures themselves. People often had to trust that their leaders were being honest to what the Bible was saying. But today, we have the privilege to search for the truth in history books, other resources, you name it. The trick is finding credible sources of healthy theology. One, for instance, that I use is a podcast or YouTube channel as well called The Bible Project, where Tim Mackey, an amazing wealth of knowledge on the Bible, might I add, helps people learn about the Bible in a way that helps people know why they believe what they believe, and he teaches context, literary style, the works. It's so important that we take advantage of these resources because when we don't, we start to misunderstand the Bible. This can lead us to thinking certain ways about God that could be unhealthy. We start wondering why God hasn't answered a certain prayer, but we may have asked God for something that he just doesn't do. We may fall prey to ideas that aren't even in the Bible, but can be used to manipulate us. And we could just flat out end up not believing because we don't understand why the world is the way it is with all the pain, all the division. 
And we can end up in a really unhealthy space emotionally, mentally, and for some, even physically. My mentor, Henry Lopez, said to me the other day, Reading the word, understanding the word, is paramount in every space of our lives. It offers us the opportunity to get a glimpse into a portion of God's mind, which helps us live how God wants us to. My favorite quote of his that's pretty famous amongst the people who know him is, Read the word and pray. It's so true, but we can't do that if we don't learn about the word so that we read it accurately and develop a healthy theology from it. So after me saying all that, you might have thought, well, what translation is a good one for me to get started in my learning? I personally recommend the ESV and the CSB translations. The ESV and CSB translations will give you very accurate language that's the closest we have to the original languages the Bibles were written in. The translation you use is very important because some may use wording that's easier to understand but inaccurate to the meaning of the original languages. This means that you would get a different idea than what the original authors of the Bible intended for you to get. For instance, the message version is not a translation of the original language, but instead it's a paraphrase. It's great for reading the Bible and getting accustomed to the stories inside of it, but I would recommend using it for that reason only, not really for study, or to rely on any, like, foundational beliefs in the way that you understand and explain them. The author of the message, Eugene Peterson, calls it a paraphrase himself, making it very clear that his intent was to make the reading easier and more accessible, which I truly admire. Another version that's becoming more popular in younger churches is the Passion Translation. This is another version that attempts to make the Bible easier to read and more relatable to us today, but it is in fact not a translation. Andrew Sheed, who is a member of the NIV Committee on Bible Translation, had this to say about it. Brian Simmons has made a new translation of the Psalms and now the whole New Testament, which aims to reintroduce the passion and fire of the Bible to the English reader. He achieves this by abandoning all interest in textual accuracy, playing fast and loose with the original languages, and inserting so much new material into the text that it is at least 50% longer than the original. The result is a strongly sectarian translation that no longer counts as scripture. By masquerading as a Bible, it threatens to bind entire churches in thrall to a false god. Basically, people read this version as though it is an accurate translation, but wind up believing things that create an unhealthy theology in their lives. This is why how you read the Bible is important. We need to be able to learn what's true and what isn't so that we can accurately believe in God. If more Christians did this, we'd see a decrease in division and an increase in a united desire to find the truth, which will help everyone, even people who don't believe what we do. In summary, here's what I hope you'll walk away with. 1. You're a theologian, I promise. How you think about God is your theology. 2. Reading the Bible is hard and we should ask for help. Don't read the Bible alone. Buy commentaries, go to the Bible Project YouTube and podcast, find someone who's willing to teach you or learn with you. Three, context is king. The Bible was written in a certain context. Learn about that. Four, don't get lost in translations. Make sure to use credible translations that help you accurately understand the Bible. Now, if you have any questions or want any resources to start learning from, please feel free to DM me at heyoio on Instagram. The spelling will be in the podcast description. 
In our next episode, we'll be talking with one or two of my friends about what we do with all this information, how that affects us today. What does it look like to be a Christian in today's context? As always, it's a pleasure. And if you find this helps you, please share it with your friends and family. Once again, I hope this helps and I am very grateful for your time.